podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie and tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. People say treat yourself like you need a reason, but McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee, get any size for $1.69. Or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Here we go. Sorry to interrupt the misery with more misery. We're going to have a chat here. We're LFC day trippers, and we've been invited here thanks to Cy and YNWA Irish Reds. We're going to, inter- <laughs> We're going to interrupt your uh, post uh, getting pissed for a little while. Uh, feel free to keep getting pissed and join in as well if you could. Um, look, it's not going to be too long. We'll keep it short. You can have as much of a moan as you want. Charlie's going to moan, I know that. And we'll just keep moaning, okay? So let's have a chat what happened there uh, today. First of all, uh, we should start by wishing a big happy 40th birthday to Stephen, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> you going to do the weather, Trev? All right, fella. Good stuff. Okay. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to have a little bit of a review of the match in general. We have today with us, we have Sai, you all know, you know Sai. We have Dave Thomas. We have Neil Gray, who's got his back to you with his brilliant hair. We've got Phil Casey and we've got Charlie. Hi. Hello, Charlie. So, um, can we have a little chat, starting first with Phil Casey, and the first question, we're going to go to a question first, Phil, and we'll come back to them. The question is, Phil, what the fuck can you say? <laughs> I think it's a, it was a, a game that showed character. And, uh, <laughs> a game that showed character. Oh, look, look, what, what else are you meant to say? Like, it, it's, it, Phil, Phil, would you mind actually talking about the match we saw there for a good man? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> That, in fairness, right? You know, we've we all saw what happened today, right? Or the lack of what happened. And uh, the, normally, I have about forty-eight hours before I have to gather my thoughts and talk about these things. But uh, this is uh, this is this is horrible. This is horrible. This is this is one of these moments that, if you, if you go back tr- two seasons and you think about Kenny and, and and everything that went on the second half of that season. There's so many, the feelings that we have as fans now is starting to drift towards that way. We aren't performing as an attacking force. 
were performing poorly as a defensive force. The midfield was non-existent today. Like, if, if, if you want to take everything out of that game, there's very few positives. Normally we talk about what, what, what was the positives for the match. I, I'm struggling to find a positive out of today's game. I really am. Minnie caught two crosses. Um, okay. <laughs> Cheer the, the that he came out. It's okay, Trev. Hello. <laughs> One of the things that's really apparent, Dave, is that uh, our tactics are a little bit funny. They're a little bit funny. And Brendan's a little bit, a little bit shall we say, persistent. with something that doesn't seem to work. What do you think of this 4 2 three, one thing? Well, it didn't work. As you said, it was terrible. Um, it, do, it doesn't suit any single player we have. So it makes Jared look old and slow. It makes Baratelli look... Hang on a minute. The system makes him look old and slow. I'm not saying he is old and slow. I'm saying the system makes him look old and slow. Whereas last season when we played him as a deep-lying midfielder in a diamond, he looked great, Yeah. which is, which is where he should play. Yeah. Baratelli can't play as a one up top. Jeez. Sterling <laughs> can't play as a winger. Let's see how many boos I can get. Sterling can't play as a winger. You know, he plays better as the number 10. Yeah. So it just doesn't suit the system. And he seems a little entrenched at the moment in the 4-2-3-1. We should be playing 4-3-3 or the diamond with two up top. And we should have started with Barini today. You wanted all the bills, you got to cheer. Sorry, sorry. Could you maybe elaborate a little bit on what Dave said? Why does he, why does he persist with this thing that we can all see doesn't work? Everyone can see it. Oh, the one thing I've noticed in the last couple of games is the last... Since we can start conceding goals, the last two or three games, it seems to me that he's sort of saying, right, we'll sit back for the first 40, 50 minutes. Don't concede, because we're conceding goals left, right and centre. Got to do set pieces and stuff like that. So to me today, again, it looks like after 40, 50 minutes, come the second half, right, we'll have a go. We open up a bit more at the back. Open up again, but it's a silly mistake to give the goal away. But the big thing in the first half for me was that like, with Glenn Johnson... Lovren and Skirtle at the back. He's playing three at the back and Moreno's pushing on out wide left. Oberham was the danger in the first 15, 20 minutes. And he was wide open at the back. Moreno was wide open at the back on his own. Unfortunately, we all know, Stephen Jarrett's coming to the end of the day. Where Certain... If you're honest, no. If, if, no. If, you're, if you're honest, if you're honest, if you're honest, if you're honest. If you're honest, right? If you're honest and put your hand on your heart, this time next year, Stephen Gerrard's looking at the end of his career. If you're honest, this time next year, right? So you've got to wrap him up in cotton wool. There's certain games. Come here, we're just giving our opinions. Certain games. Certain games will suit and certain games won't. Certain games. Newcastle, the biggest strength that they have is the central midfield. The big units that they are, the overrun teams, the last three or four games. They've won games. Today, Henderson was no tardies as well. Today, that's not fucking picking up for anybody else. Steven Jarrett hasn't got the legs to play the role that he has. I think he's still his best strength is the attack and midfield role. 15, 20 minutes of a game, an impact player. That's why they get the best of Gerrard. That's why we all see him when he played with Balotelli up front for the last game. I think it was the Villa game. The last 15, 20 minutes, he went up front with Balotelli. Balotelli looked a different player. 
because he had someone that was in sync with him. The same when Steven Gerrard played up front with Torres as well. That's what we had to be looking at. We had to be looking at life after Steven Gerrard, giving someone else a chance, and that's why we bought Emery Chan, and Chan is sitting on the bench today. Yeah. Charlie, Charlie. Hi. Hi. Steven Gerrard, impact sub. Discuss. Yeah. You're not going to like what I've got to say then. It's working. It is, it, it's working. Let me tell you something, right? If we were to win the Premiership last season, Stephen Gerrard would have retired. Let's get that into our heads because that's a fact. Impacts up. At the end of the day, at the end of the season, if Stephen, Stephen Gerrard, we know, is looking for an extension in his contract, which is fair enough. But that's what he needs to be. He needs to be an, an impact sub. He, can't, he hasn't got the legs. He's 34. He's been playing for Liverpool for the past 11 years. He's been captain for the past 10 years. And for as much as we love him, you've, you can't be blinded by the fact that he hasn't got the pace. He hasn't got the stamina. Sta, stamina? Stamina. <laughs> stamina. To play 90 minutes week in, week out. He hasn't. And Brendan Rodgers needs to be building a team around Sterling, Coutinho, the young lads, and saying, look, we're going to lose these boys soon. And that's what we need to be doing. So I'm sorry. And I'm a scouser, so fuck off if you don't agree. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think we should. Only by your arse. I'm yeah. All right. Fuck's sake, there we go. Wow, look at that, it's amazing. How'd you work that out? It's like Neil, a bomb Neil, 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 Neil. Yes. Talk to me. Talk to me about someone else who's controversial. Talk to me about Glenn Johnson. Glenda. Glenda Johnson. <coughs> Sorry, can you hear me? I don't think oh, there's any controversy you. really, is there, with Glenn Johnson? I mean, he's rubbish. This, the controversy would be if I told you that Jen, Glenn Johnson is playing particularly well and he should sign a new contract. So but tell me that. He did one good thing today, just one. One good thing when he headed that ball off Did he head it today? Well done, Glenn. Thing. That's what he's supposed to do. Yeah. Listen, the yeah. problem, there's no point in... Um, in my opinion, there's no point in just picking out individual players and naming them as the individual problems. They're not. The problems, they run deeper than that. I think the bit of, one of the biggest problems is Brendan Rodgers' arrogance. <laughs> Yeah, and well, it, it, it was self-belief, but I think it's manifests itself as arrogance now. Oh. <laughs> Boy, that sounds very like something you wrote lately. Yeah, yeah. and if you want to read more, it's on the it's website. On no, but honestly, right? He brought in Mario Balotelli. He thought this some super coach that was going to turn him into a world beater. It was never going to happen. I He's disagree. trying to shoehorn. He has a formation in mind. And he, the players have to be shoehorned into that formation rather than the, tac- the players dictate the tech players that are available dictating the tactics. I mean that's Aris about face, and it's not going to cha- change anytime soon. I don't think. Okay, well you, you've you've mutated that a little bit Johnson. scarily from Johnson. Yeah, good point. From Johnson, thanks, mate. From Johnson to Brendan Rodgers. We're going to come back to Brendan Rodgers because this man here wants to talk about Brendan Rodgers. But we have a question here from Colin. Work away, fella. No, I'll stop. No, I'll tell you. Just on the, <laughs> <bottom of it. laughs> on the Stephen Gerrard thing, I just hope we don't do the same thing as he did with Frank Lampard. 
and selling the last year of his career. No, no, no. And look, look what Lampard is doing for City. I hope so, I hope so. No, I, I, think, I think what Colin is saying is, is a relevant point. I think every person in this room does not want to see that Steven Gerrard goes off to a different club in England and plays again. I don't think there's a single person in this room that if Liverpool decided not to offer Steven Gerrard a contract over the next 12 months and he went off and he played in Germany or Spain or Italy or America or wherever it is that not there isn't a single one of us in here that wouldn't want to see him win a league or win a trophy while he was over there what we don't want to do is we don't want to see what City did which is bury a player buy a player send him off to New York pretend he's playing for New York City and bring him back and play for Manchester City in the Premier League that's a fucking joke end of story that's a fucking joke there's he should be the new defensive coach. That's what Carragher should be doing. Sammy Ippia needs to stop managing Brighton and come back and be a defensive coach alongside with Jamie Carragher because that's what we need. We need defensive coaching. But, but there's a lot of people saying Stephen Gerrard won't do that. There's a lot of people saying Stephen Gerrard won't do that. At the end of the day, it's not up to him. It's up to the club to, to sign him for another year's contract. Like Lampard, he wanted to stay at Chelsea. And he had no choice at the end of the day, so I hope Liverpool turn around and sign it for another year. But if they, if they let if they let Berini stay when he fought them, then why would they not let Steven Gerrard? Berini wouldn't go, so if Gerrard won't go. Another thing on Berini. Berini stayed there because he wanted to play for Liverpool. Short. I know. Yeah. Why not give him a chance? Well, he has had a chance this he season. Has, he's played two games. Well, he's better, more chance than he had last season. But there's Balotelli up front. As you can see. Oh. As you can see. That's Steve. Okay. As you can see, I'm a big Balotelli fan. Okay. I get behind. Whoever, whoever's up front, I get behind. Balotelli's up front. Boy, he needs a support. Yeah, he's that right. All right. Can, uh, can I just say one thing, right? What do you want to say, Phil? Uh, and, and, and it is true, right? When you've lost a match today... Everyone's going to have an opinion, right? Everyone's going to be upset. They're, they're going to be, people are going to be annoyed about what's going on, and we're all going to have our own opinions about what's going on, right? Like Charlie is saying that she feels that, that Barini has done something. Like Colin has said that, you know, Stephen Gerrard has put his heart and soul into this club, and we're looking at, um, and people are criticising the likes of Barini, who, you know, refuses to take a transfer because he believes he can actually play a part in this season. Now, I, I'm going I'm to say something. Barini came on today and he worked his arse off. Right? He, he worked his arse off. The minimum that we require from a player for Liverpool Football Club is that he goes out and he works his arse off. Phil, Phil, Sorry. come straight back at you. With yes. the work, working, you can work your arse off all you like. You have to work your arse off within a certain strictures and limits and formations. What is going on with the Brendan Rodgers insistence on 4-2-3-1? Listen, I think every single person in here has watched us play last year, the last six months with a diamond, where we played with two up front and we played with all the lads that were playing, right? This season, same as last season, for the, up until Christmas, we played a 4-2-3-1. It didn't work. For some reason, he feels that without Suarez and without Sturridge, he has to go back to this formation to get the best out of Balotelli. Now, it's not for me to say that Brendan Rodgers is wrong. But in my opinion, Brendan Rodgers is wrong. (laughs) 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 
I think we've come to that portion of the show where we should start talking about what you want to talk about, which is your questions here that you've sent up to us on these uh, little yellow yokes. Um, <clears throat> the first one, which we don't have to deal with anymore, is how bad is Glenn Johnson? And there are variations on that theme. <laughs> there are variations on that theme. The next one is, do you think we need to buy another striker in January? And if so, who would you suggest? No. Dave Thomas, start us off. Yes, we need to buy another striker. Uh, probably two, actually. Right? Uh, who you suggest, Dave? Uh, this is Uruguayan guy that plays for Barcelona. <laughs> no. I'd go and blow whoever I needed to blow to get him back, basically. What like, you? you know? right there. Sorry? Seriously. Whatever it took to get a player like him back. Or if you can't get Suarez, I think you go to Juventus and you try and buy Tevez or you go and try and buy someone who plays like that because we haven't replaced him. And you either need to go and get Suarez light, which is someone like Tevez, or you need to get Sturridge light, which is someone like uh, Berahino or Aubameyang who plays for Dortmund or something like that. Two strikers, one who plays like Suarez, one who plays like uh, Sturridge, Bomb Lambert, and I think Balotelli might go as well. Sorry, Mooney. I said when Suarez went, the idea was played from was Tevez. As I was reading in the paper on the way down the coast today, there's something like 70% of the good strikers that's out there are all South American. Whatever you read into that, you may read into it. There's a certain way of playing street football, whatever you may call it. There's a certain way of playing football. You were never going to replace the likes of Suarez. There was never in a million years where you're going to be able to buy a player. But if you're going to sell someone like him, you have to replace and summon like for like, right? Balotelli, everyone can read into Balotelli. You can, everyone can have their own opinion. Do not judge him till he has another player up front, but he's not a direct replacement for Suarez. Like you listen to that fucking Robbie Savage, Robbie Savage all day. He's given out because Balotelli is running onto the pitch as the game is kicking off. Everything, it's the Balotelli show because Suarez is gone. What's going to happen when Suarez is gone? Balotelli's the side show, Bob. Everyone wants to see what he does. We do need another striker, without a doubt. Lambert ain't going to cut the chase, whatever it is. Carrying the board and they're signing for these boy hook club on his shoulders, is obviously, it's getting something to him. Big he ass. played okay against Swansea Jordan the week, but he ain't going to get to the goals that you're going to need to replace what you had last season. And unfortunately, Daniel Sturridge has made, he's made like a bag of crisps. He is going to get injured every fucking few months, so there has to be someone else there that's going to score a goal, so we do need someone else that's going to be a goal scorer. One point. more shot in this, Charlie. Who would you go for? I, I agree. I agree with you. Need to strike it. That's that's fine. But at the moment, to be honest, looking at the amount of goals that we've conceded, and especially the amount of goals that we've conceded from a set piece, I think there should be something. Whether it just be a coach or another player or something invested into as well as a goalkeeper. Yeah. But I see my argument is with Mingley is that he doesn't trust us. But he doesn't trust the lads at the back. So they the don't trust him. Oh God, I haven't finished, that's quite rude. <laughs> yeah, there you go, he can come out and he can make a fantastic save. He can make a fantastic save, but if you're a goalkeeper and you fall out in front of you and you don't trust them, it's going to make you, well then, as my sister said earlier on, stick them all in the sauna and get them to get on with it because they need to sort it out. You know what? You know what? <coughs> I think we may have come across something wonderful there from Charlie Maloney. It's on the ball. the balls, no problem. That's a wonderful solution. And of course, thanks, Charlie, for not answering the question that I asked you. And moving on to the next question, <laughs> uh, which is for Neil Gray. And the question is, from one of you lot, why isn't Jamie Carragher a defensive coach? 
Well, it's simple because he's working for Sky. Rogers doesn't want the defensive coach, that's obvious. I mean, Colin Pascoe, as Dave said, is kind of half the defensive coach at the minute. So uh, Rogers' philosophy doesn't lend itself to someone else coaching his defense when, his, when the defense is only, in Rogers' opinion, is only a fluent part of the attack. So that's part of the problem because the defenders seems to be their first idea is when they intercept and get possession back, they have to lay it off to a Neil, midfielder and not Neil, defend. Neil, Neil, you come in here with your neo-Nazi hair. Hosh! You come Hush. in here. Don't be jealous of the hair. Bomber. Hang on, I said no racism. It's quiet. Yeah, actually, fucking racism. You, you come in here with your beautiful Hitler, Hitler youth hair. Sorry, not neo Nazi. Hitler youth hair. Yeah. And you start, hair envy. you start talking about Rogers and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but I'm right, though. Answer the question about a defensive coach. Do we need one? Don't talk to me about Jamie Carragher. Talk coach. to me about a defensive coach. We certainly need to defend better, yeah. But whether a defensive coach is going to lend itself to that, I don't think so, no. Do you not think from today's match that... I, I got think we the, need to replace the goalkeeper. I got the impression from today's match that at training recently they've done a lot of defensive work yeah. because yeah. there was three, four, five, six, seven set pieces we didn't concede from and wow. there was players coming out and... Statistics, woo! And, um, yeah. you know, there's players coming out and doing stuff we've been begging them to do for weeks, but then we lost it going forwards. Can I just jump in? The, the, what I saw today was a shift in the way we defend. Yeah, definitely. It was, it was a zonal marking defensive system. It's going back to the way that Rafa used to defend. It's, it's looking at how we... <laughs> at the, the best type of things that we do... With the players, because Skirtle is used to playing zonal defence. Even Johnson is used to playing zonal defence. So, that's great. So, I, I think, I think if you're going to bring... Uh, brilliant. Uh, back to your question. Should we bring Jamie Carragher in as defensive coach? Hang on, hang on. If, 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 Jamie, if Jamie Carragher understands and observes the ideas of the way that Brendan Rodgers wants to play his football team, then, then Jamie Carragher should be on that bench with him as a defensive coach. However... If Jamie Carragher is, wants to defend in a different way to the way that Brendan Rodgers does, because you can't have a defensive coach out of sync with a manager, there is no point in bringing a player in, just an ex-player or an ex-pro in, just for the sake of bringing them back in. But, but as a counter-argument, the question is, do we need a defensive coach? Yes. Yes. So shouldn't we go and get the best defensive coach in Europe? Just because Pascoe Pasco is from Wales, your big Welsh Norman Price head. Don't be backing up the Welsh now at this stage. But, but He's not just from Wales. He wears shorts like you will never dream of. Ever. Ever. I feel like John so, shorts. But I think it leads into, we've got another question here, which is, should Steven Gerrard take on a coaching role within the club, right? Yes. You so, coaching. Here's a question. Show of hands in the room. How many people would give Gerard a two-year contract extension? <laughs> a playing contract extension, as in he plays, not coaching. Yeah? Coaches and not the majority. So that's the issue. Sorry, what about that idea? Yeah, without a doubt. Well, Gerard's probably the... In some opinion, in my lifetime, he's the best Liverpool player I've ever seen. So the likes of those players, you have to keep at the club. Unfortunately, we let Jamie go. Jamie now walks with that fucking twat from the other side of the city and fucking Manchester every Monday. Who, who could you possibly mean? Philip Neville. Mm. <laughs> no, but like... 
when players move on, you keep your affinity with players that you have a big connection with what got to do with the club. Everyone still, Jamie Carragher still is an idol for an awful lot of people in this room. Will Jamie want to come back, seeing the way that team is defending? The way the team is defending now, you give Jamie Carragher five, six months with him. If it doesn't change, people start getting on his back as well. So will you keep Jamie still up there or will everything start moving backwards? Same as there's a call for Sammy Hippie. Sammy Hippie to come back when the time he left Boyan Leverkusen that time. So it's a very good point. We saw it happen with Kenny Daglish, the ultimate Liverpool player of all time. We saw that happen. So you're, you make a good point. What's the old saying, never go back? Yeah. It's, I don't know. Well, the time we were when fucking, obviously, Roy Hodgson was in charge. Yeah, I always remember waking up the Saturday morning and we found out that Kenny Daglish was coming back in again. The time we were away to United in the Cup. Of course, the way we were going with Roy Hodgson at the time... Anybody was good, but Dag Leash, Dag Leash was king at the time. When he came back in, unfortunately, okay, he brought us back home to Carlin Cup, got beaten in the FA Cup final, but the way things petered out at the end, the way things were left, the club's hand was forced at the end of the day to bring him back as an ambassador for the club. Right, he's still involved in the club, but like, the likes of Steven Gerrard, as much like I know, Gerrard has come to the end of his career, and it's hard, it's hard to accept that he's come to the end of his career, as good as he's been. But those players you have to keep in the club. You can't let them go out to the club, go somewhere else, give their experience somewhere else. You have to be kept in the club. It's like Steve Hoyway going back years ago. Steve Hoyway was always true. Liverpool true and true, always through the years. Went through the youth ranks. When things changed, when Rafa came in at the time, he let him go. You have to keep the old boot room still in there, the likes of Cardigan and Gerrard. So from my opinion, no. Neil Gray. A couple of questions have come up, actually four separate questions, wondering about the idea of why will not, why don't we see Brendan playing Barini and Mario together? Now we saw, except we didn't at the end, why doesn't that happen? Why doesn't that happen? Um, he doesn't trust Barini, obviously. I mean, he tried to shift him in the summer and he couldn't. Now, I, know, I suppose at the same time, if Bernini isn't getting a game, the other lads who are trying to break into the first team, their hearts must be broken because they're never going to get a chance if Bernini's getting in in front of them. Um, the obvious thing to do would be, for me, would be play Bernini with Balotelli because at least he gives you some movement. Um, and Balotelli stands still constantly. So why doesn't he play him? Because he doesn't rate him, obviously. Although he bought him twice, he hasn't developed the way Rogers hoped he had developed, obviously. So he just doesn't trust him. Dave, is it as simple as that? Mario uh, and Fabio just not good enough in his eyes? Well, I don't think I, I, I think so far they haven't been good enough in anyone's eyes. Like, I don't think Balotelli's done enough. I don't think Barini's done enough. So it's not like they're making a compelling case to start every week. But I, I would have I started them both today. After what happened in midweek, I would have started them both today. And that's the mistake. He didn't. Um... A really interesting question coming well, from one of you here. Yeah, hang and, on a second. Um, uh, you're, you're talking about Borini, yeah? No. What? Oh, you were, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. What? Play, play him and Balotelli alongside each other. There's no, there's, no, there's no argument. There's no question about it. Play the two of them alongside each other. I, I know, yeah. And he wouldn't throw it over this way. Right? Oh, they, okay. They've, they've played underage teams together. They understand how they play together. Right? What's the worst that can happen? We're not scoring goals at the moment. You put, a, you put two players that have come through the youth system together in Italy, in the international team, put them together on the pitch, right? 
What's the worst that can happen? They don't score goals. We're not scoring goals at the moment. That makes no difference. Don't throw them on with 20 minutes to go. Put them on with 90 minutes to go. Phil, Phil, Phil. Yeah, you go, you go. Oh, yeah. Um, listen, that we, we fought now via text, WhatsApp, Twitter, and now live, which is wonderful. So fair play to you. There's another question for, for you, but uh, Charlie's got the mic. So Charlie, Charlie, the question is, what time is kickoff? Quarter one. <laughs> um, I know my Do you idea. think, Charlie... That Balotelli did enough in the game to continue starting. Right. From the start, let me tell you, my dad gave a shout about four months before the beginning of the premiership of Balotelli. And I said, hmm, yeah, could work. We've seen Brendan Rodgers turn Sterling round. We've seen what Brendan Rodgers is capable of doing. So to me, I felt, yeah, he's a good sign. And should he start week in and week out? Yeah, I think he should. Because I think he's got potential. And I think he's going to settle... With Liverpool, the way he didn't settle with other teams because of the fans, because of the, the, of the feedback that he gets from us as fans. Like, we, we literally dictate who is good and who is bad in the fact. football team. Fact. That's a fact, like, it is. And he knows that. And you can see he knows that. I'm not finished talking. It's very rude to talk across somebody when they're talking. But Scouts are in the house. Scouts are in the house. Sorry. Charlie is now this <laughs> no I'm not bold enough <laughs> fair, fair fucking <laughs> pretty enough aye aye in the wrong area though <laughs> anyway should he start yes I think he should start and as Dave was saying before and as myself and my sister were talking about earlier on I didn't rate Brini before the, this season but He's Italian, hello, and as Dave just said, they played towards, they played through the youth teams together. Do Like, you know what? I know you just said it, I just said you said it. Well, he, he's well done, Phil, you did just say it. Dave Thomas, uh, I know you just said it before anybody said it. Balotelli, Balotelli, where's his place ongoing, yes. But can, can I just say, just say one thing on that? Just, just, yeah, just yeah, hang yeah, on. Yeah, just, yeah, just, yeah. just hang on. Just, no, just, just uh, at that direct thing, right? Mike, how many other touches by a Liverpool player took place in the 18-yard box in the second half? The problem is, is we are not creating chances. It's not about one player. It's we are not creating chances. So, the, so the, uh, and that's the point, right? None of our strikers deserve to start. None of them deserve to start. They're all, they're, they're all terrible. Everyone was terrible today. So on the basis of today, none of them should start. But Balotelli is a better striker than Lambert. He's a better striker than Barini. So on that basis, he should start. But then we've got to build a team around him. And you just can't throw him up top and say, you know, he's going to do great just up front on his own. Uh, can you just hand that mic to your right to Simon? He has one. He oh, has you one. have one. Oh, better. Well, uh, you might he, need two. He so. was hiding it somewhere. I don't you know where he was hiding it, but he was hiding it somewhere. Uh, <laughs> so, there's a question in here that Dave Thomas doesn't want to answer, and it's... It's about Lovren. Norman Price. Lovren. No. What has he done to justify his presence? 20 million euro fee on top of his head. If you're going to bring a defender in that's worth 20 million, you're going to have to start him every week. We're not missing to the lad show every week. You've got Sacco in there that people don't trust. 
You've got Kaolo Torre that people don't trust. And of course, we obviously we spoke already with that Jamie Carragher go. So you've got three into two. Three into two ain't going to work. You're going to have to pick two. Lovren was brought in as being the main man that's going to be... He's going to organise the defence. He's going to be the target. He's going to be this. He's going to be that. From picking the people that have been at Anfield every week, you don't see him doing this. I know he's only 23, 24 years of age. It's an awful lot on a man's shoulders to bring him in and say, look, air defence is basically shit. You're going to turn the whole lot around. You've got a shit right fucking full beside you called Glenn Johnson. You've got a left back called... That's only this year, Moreno. Last year was John Flanagan, which is not there anymore. And then you've got Martin Skirtle beside you at Colo Torre. And Mini Lee behind him. Well, we come to him later on. That's the, that's, that's the, that's the big finish. <laughs> no, but in fairness, like, it's an awful lot on a man's shoulders to come in 24 years of age, turn around and say, you're going to be the main man that's going to turn the whole thing around. It's, got the, it's a defensive whole collection of a thing. It's got to go deal with the goalkeeper. I know Phil has played in goal as well as myself. You're only as good as your defence when you're a goalkeeper. Well, your defence ahead of you. So the other thing is, a guy who is 24 in centre-back terms generally hasn't, ha, doesn't have no the experience. experience. And it, it, it's a huge thing. Everyone keeps hanging it on Lovren and saying Lovren is the issue here, right? The problem is that Martin Skirtle has been with us for three years. And every time that Martin Skirtle plays, we concede, on average, two goals a game. And if you, you can actually check the stats against this. The guy, his, his record against, goals against, is two goals against. This fella is 28-29. He should be at his peak at this moment of time as a centre-back, but he's not. We go out today, we can see another goal today. What I'm saying, I'm not saying that Colatore or Sacco or Lovren is the answer, but the issue is that it's not, like, you can't keep one player at the club that can continually is part of a defence that concedes goals and then turn around and keep saying that every part that's around them is the issue. Eventually, you have to remove that issue. It's the same with Glenn Johnson. We could, we, we could debate that all night long, but like, it, it's, it's, you know, there's, there's two common factors running through that team all the time. Glenn Johnson, Martin Skirtle, right side of the defence, and the goals get conceded, no matter what way you look at it. Not to think behind today, but with Glenn Johnson playing right full, the way we were playing three at the back, he's obviously going to play against Madrid during the week. That scares yourself. me. That scares me. Manquillo should have played today, rest Glenn Johnson, then go in against Chelsea tonight, give him a game then. Is it on? Trev, squeeze it on the top, it'll delay reaction. <laughs> Let's take a question from the audience, go ahead. Louis Suarez! Louis Suarez! Don't bite me! Just on your question, on your query there, just. Do you think it's a, uh, it's a language barrier when it comes to the defenders? Football is all one language, Tom. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. It's a, a language barrier like with, with the defence. They're all different nationalities. Me personally, I think they should have a, a Scottish or a Norwich <laughs> or an English defender in there to master all that. At the end of the day, if you're getting paid, if you're, no, if you're paid £80,000, £90,000 a week, language means football. Football is all one language. You can either defend or you can't. You defend as no. a unit. Uh, me personally, I think it's a, a language barrier. Up, up, no. back, man on. That's the three words you need no. to know. Me personally, I think it's a... Does anyone agree with me? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> yes! That's Sit why, down. That's why, I'm not, that's why I'm not up here. <laughs> no, but look, in all honesty, you look at the three centre-halves that you have. Skirtle is the captain of Slovakia. Sackhouse the vice-captain of France. 
and Lovren's the captain of Croatia. Three experienced centre-halves, centre-halves, right? Why can two of them, that are captain of the country, not play together every week? Regardless of what's happening on the outside, the biggest thing in your team is the spine of your team. You've got to have a good goalkeeper. You've got to have at least one good centre-half. You've got to have at least one good centre midfielder and one centre-forward and build a team around that. At the moment, we don't have that. So you can start from the back and you can move forward. Your keeper ain't going to be our answer that we have at the just moment. Just one other point to add to what you've just fantastically said. How many English players is there on the Man City team? Probably one, Joe Hart. There's one fucking English player, oh. honey. What's his position? In goal. Goalkeeper. What? Englishman. What's going on? I don't, yeah. I don't rate Johnson as a... Go on, Trev. Go on, look, the man's got things to say. Milner as well. Milner, I believe, as well. I think Mika Richards is on All right, um, next question that we've got from you guys. Um, who asked the question? Phil. What, we will come, we'll come to you next, right? Look, there's a man down the back that wants to ask yeah, a question. Yeah, I just heard Take him that. Take wireless microphone. Walk down the back and ask him the question. <laughs> oh! Ask, ask my bollocks. Oh! Next question from you lot earlier on was Rogers in the transfer committee. Um, what the fuck is going on, basically? I'd ask him then. Um... Would you care to comment on that? Neil? I've always got something to say. Uh, the transfer committee, it's a cop-out. It's bullshit. Rogers has some saying it, of course he has. It's a cop-out for him to say, oh, the transfer committee bought them players. I didn't. I don't believe him for a minute. The recruitment is fucking terrible. You look at Markovic, he doesn't look like a footballer. Balotelli was a panic boy. Uh, who has Lambert and shit. So it's the committee, Rogers, whoever buys the player, they're, they're all at fault and to, to apportion blame to one or the other. It's just a cop-out on all accounts. Well, Neil, hang on, hang on, hang on. Before everyone starts going like this, right? At the end of August, when we'd signed all these players, we'd signed Mario Balotelli, we'd signed Dejan Lovren, we'd signed Alberto Moreno, we signed Javier Mikio, we signed Emery Chan, the whole lot, right? There's not, not a person here who, who didn't think that, actually, that's a decent window. The problem we have is that how they've, how they've got into the side or how they've performed since they've gone into the side has been absolutely appalling in comparison to Phil, what we you have to look to at what Chelsea did. They were two world-class players now they're winning the league. They're probably going there's, to win it. We missed, the, we missed the boat, mate. They've got a world-class manager. Well, there's a difference between signing a war, two world-class players, right, when you've already got a squad in place as opposed to trying to build a squad. If we, we have, had have had a two world-class players to our squad... We are not Chelsea. We are not Manchester City. What we are is Liverpool Football Club. And what we are is we, we, we build young players. We do really good things with young players, right? And what we need to do is say, OK, the issues we have now, we have a squad. For the first time in a long, long time, we have a squad. It's a squad that's up there with Rafa's. It's about getting your tactics right. It's about getting what you want to do after the Jordan games, right? Yeah, I have to go back. It's about youth. I have done. This, this squad is about youth. It's not everything, it's about, everything. It's about winning. No. That's what it's all this, about. This squad it's is about, about youth. Winning. Um, you're getting a bit, you're getting a bit bulgy. I've got a question from down the audience. Is that okay with you there? Yeah, yeah, it's grand, yeah. Yeah, cheers, lad. Pretty. Cheers, lad. Cheers. 
How long is it going to take you to get down there? Jesus Christ. Hurry up, uh, will you? I'm getting old. The mic's not working, Trev. Squeeze the top there. Trev, if, if you try sign language, we won't be able to hear the question. Trev, bring him up. Bring him up. Come on, bring him up. Everyone give him a round of applause. Bring him up. Come on. Come on up here. I love your hair, mate. Yeah. <laughs> All right, good work. <laughs> Go for it. Now, it's, uh, you keep going on about the defence, like, but when you look at it, we had Mignolet, Mascherano, Javi Alonso, Gerard, Agar Skirtle, solid. Now, all of a sudden, we've lost them, and now we're conceding goals. But we did, but we did have Suarez, Sturridge, Sterling scoring goals. Obviously, we didn't have Mascherano, Javi Alonso in the team. Like, we're just going back on each other. We were scoring goals, solid. Now we're conceding goals. Now we're gone. Yeah, right. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the challenge, right? Is how, do you, how do you get a manager that can have a defence like Benitez and an attack like Rogers? And Rogers can't defend like Benitez, but yeah. Benitez couldn't really attack like Rogers. I mean, we, everyone used to give out about Rafa, and I was a huge Rafa fan. But people, used to, but people, bored him off, people booed him off the field when he went top of the league because he drew nil-nil with Wigan. You know, so it's, it's really tough. How many teams find that balance? Who's the best team in the league right now? Chelsea, Chelsea right? Yeah. And they're the best defensively. They're the best defensive team in the league, right? But they struggle a little bit up top. You know, so it's really difficult to find that balance. And I think that's what Rodgers is doing at the moment. Sorry, look at what it came down to last season. You know, we were fighting at the top of the, at the, top of the table. And we were looking at points. And it was coming down to goals. Can see, you going? Okay. He's there. He's there. <laughs> you name. It's coming now. In his dreams. <laughs> um, look, it, the, it's so rude. I'm Charlie, sorry. Charlie, focus. 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 Charlie, 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 we're going to go to you. Anyway, so no, yeah. no, 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 anyway. no. We're going yeah, go, to go to you with the last question. And then we'll go around <laughs> a few other people. Thanks, mate. Uh, we're going to go to you with a. Uh, the last question, Charlie, is Adam Lallana, should he play more? Yeah, because you can't judge a player unless he's played. To be honest. And like, you, that's what, what do you make of when he's played? What do you make of him? I've seen some good stuff. I've, in fairness, from all the signings that we have had made over the summer, I've seen a little bit of good in all of them. Do you know, they've, they've had their moments. Like, even Glenda has a moment today. Do you know, let's even be Glenda. Even Glenda. But, um, yeah, like, if the, I don't know, we sent Jordan about on loan and we could do with him on the team. So there is a lot of part of me that I don't understand. What I'd like to actually sit down with Brendan Rodgers and say, look what <laughs> Yeah, you're not the and only And I'm one. sure, like, everybody else does as well, yeah. You're not the so only one. I just, my question would be, why are you not starting the likes along? Why are you not letting us see... Why let Andre Wisdom go out on loan when you have Glenn Johnson rifle? Talk to me about Adam Milana because I really want to talk about him. Well, today, the obvious, the obvious two changes today was either Coutinho and Sterling weren't working. Your two choices today, you take one out, you put Sterling through the middle where he's better off playing through the middle. Yeah. And you put Milana out on the wing. Yeah. You have two choices. So, leaving, leaving a fella that you pay 24, 25 million on the bench, today when you're getting beat 1-0 against Newcastle, it's obviously telling you, 
he's going to start against Real Madrid. That's obvious. He's keeping for Real Madrid, so he could have brought him on. Throw all the attacking players on. You're getting beaten one 0 away to Newcastle. Ten minutes to go. We had one substitution left to make. I yeah. never made it. Fair enough. Another question from the audience. Go, go, go. Oh, a question, right? Yeah. Oh, what's Liverpool played the European Champions? Two weeks, yeah, two weeks ago, right? And Jim Jim Beglin said, "What's going on with Liverpool? Last year you feared them. They were coming out and scoring six goals, seven right against. And now they're going. How many goals are you going to get to feed, boy? What's going really wrong? We, I don't we've, hear that. We've no, won more games no. that you get towards the end no, of the games this no. season than we did the whole last season. I hear a lot of opinions, right? And I respect them, right? But no one's asking the question: What's really gone wrong? What do you think's going on? I don't know. I don't Answer the question yourself. No, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. Are you, you're getting individual opinions about players. But what... Hang on, hang on. Right. My real question is, right, I'm struggling with the fact, how do you lose one, how do you lose one player and have such an impact? You haven't. You've lost That's, two players. No, no, no. You've lost the best striker and the second best striker in England. You have to ask that question. How does one player have an effect on a team? It's a fucking... How the fuck does that happen? A large part players. of that answer, mate, is to... Sorry, a large part of that answer is the chap who asked the question two before players. that. He said... Uh, well, done. the chap who asked the question before that probably half-answered it. Can I just say, right, to answer that question, right? Yeah. I think we've changed the way we play. I get me cold. I th- genuinely, and I, I said it during the week, I said, I think that we've now stopped being a team that goes at teams in the first 20 minutes and becomes a team that tries to win a game in the last 20 minutes. Very similar to the way Rafa would hold for a nil-all for 70 minutes, and then go at them for the last 20 minutes. And if you look at today, and look at the way we were playing, we were, it was very much containment, containment, containment. Look, look to see if we can catch them on the break, and then when it happens, it happens, right? But if you look at Swansea, say, 75 minutes, they score a goal, and we score a goal. We, we score a goal 10 minutes later. We change our shape, we change everything to go completely like the way we were last year, which was pure out, balls out attack. Exactly, yeah, but we should, we should. I, I don't disagree with you. I, I think, it's, I think, I, I think the, the one thing, the one thing that's, that's, that's really important, just hang on, the, the one thing that's really important about this, right, is that we have lost one of the three best players yeah, in the world. Phil, give the man the right to reply. No, no, just, just, just hang on a sec. We've lost one of the three best players in the world. He's in the top three of the best players in the world. And these aren't just best players at the moment. These are generational best players. You cannot, you cannot replace him with one or two signings. It's, it's a rarity. They come along once in a generation. And you, can't, you cannot change the way you play a football match with Suarez. Okay, without Phil, can I ask you a question, right? Yeah. And again, it's your opinion, right? Oh, no. <laughs> What's this? Stop it. Are you saying that Rogers? Is adapting his side to what he has, or does he change the way he's playing? I think he's learned that he cannot score the same amount of goals. Well, we, we've only lost one player. No, we've only lost one no, player. We, we've lost. We we've sold one player. We've lost a second. We've lost our second goal scorer. So I think I think we're trying to adapt. We lost to, two best goal scorers in England last season. You can replace one of the best players in the world with someone else. Kenny Dalglish, Kevin Keegan. Hi, thank you. One more question for the audience. Take it, take it. All right, hang on. We've got one, we've got one more question coming from the audience. And uh, we're going to wrap it up soon then, lads.
I hope it's a Glenn Johnson question. Um, <laughs> you haven't spoken about Sonny no, Mimile No, it's not Glenn Johnson. Not Glenn Johnson. The, the, the way I see it, lads, is that um, with Mario Balotelli coming to the team, right, we all knew that he was a big gamble. A big, big gamble. 16 million. It's worth it. It's worth a gamble. It hasn't paid off. Okay? It, it hasn't paid off. His, his attitude on the pitch is now rubbing off on everybody else. Right? He's walking around, hands on hips. Players on the pitch are, are, are relating to this kind of a thing. They're looking at him. He, and they're saying to themselves, well, why the fuck should I bother if he's not bothering? Right? So is, is it time now for Rogers to say, right, he, he's trying to prove a point that he's, he, he, he turned Luis Suarez into a world-class player from a biting person from Ajax that he bought. He's trying to prove that he can now turn Mario Balotelli into a world-class player. It's not after working. I personally think that Mario Balotelli is dragging the whole team down. He's dragging the whole team down. He now has to say, he now has to say right, lads, hands up. Let's move on. Let's get rid of him. And bring in players who want to play, like Lalana, like, like Khan, fellas who are... Willing to, to wear the shirt of pride, who are not willing to swap it at half time. Like, you, you, Sorry, they're not you're, you're to... 10 games into a season and you're writing a player off already. Yes, 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 because he's dragging the whole team down. He, he doesn't play up front on his own, he has to play up front with a striker. He's yeah. played one game up front with a striker, which was storage against Tottenham. And what did he do against Spurs? The best away performance he put in this season. You can't write a player off after nine ten games. T- today, give the lad a chance. Today he played his best five seconds for Liverpool when he when he got that free kick. That was it. That was it. He's, he doesn't he doesn't have. I, I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think he has the Liverpool attitude, the Liverpool way, the the passion, the passion that 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 that's. I hope I'm wrong. Sorry, I hope can, I'm can wrong. I just say, yeah. if you watch a player on the pitch and you read everything that's going on the pitch, right, and say, yeah, you, you have a very valid point, right? Yeah. The only thing is, when you listen to the likes of your man Robbie Savage today, right, and he was bollocking him over things that w- wasn't really happening, right? Everyone subconsciously feeds into you. I'm not saying that Mario Balotelli was the right signing. I don't think it was. I think the right signing was to find a set at the forward that could play instead of Sturridge. Because I think that Sturridge is going to miss 15 to 20 games a season. On, an, on a bad season, and maybe 12 to 15. And you want somebody pushing Sturridge from the start, right? Yeah. So what I think is that if you sign Balotelli, you don't sign Lambert. But coming back to the point about the transfer committee, it's like you look at it and you say, where is the strategy? When it comes to the centre-forwards, where is the strategy? We've signed two centre-forwards. We've signed an immobile over-the-hill centre-forward. We've signed a fella who's more or less the Liverpool Dimitar Bebertorf as a a stance. But what we needed was another storage, or even a a 75% storage to get us through the gap when storage can't play. What what, what we need is is a centre-forward who's willing to, to, to play for Liverpool to, to, I, apl- to applaud bad passes, to applaud good passes, not to walk around with his hands on his I, hips. I, I, and I, I don't think. I, I think. I think body language can be read into so many different ways that, like, when wh- you're not getting what he's like when they're standing in the training pitch and they're all breaking their heart but, and laughing, and he's the best mates in the whole. All I say to you uh, is, 
don't read so much into the body language. Read, read into what's going on the pitch. When you see Mario Balotelli going from the left-hand side of the pitch to the right-hand side of the pitch, when he wouldn't, wouldn't even, three weeks ago, he wouldn't move from the left-hand side of the pitch to the centre of the pitch, that's a progress. But, you, you but it's not good enough. But you it's seen not the, good enough. You've seen it today. He had one touch, one touch in the box in the second half. But that's because we're not creating chances. He, he, it's, he it's, had, it's, but but is, is the reason... Is the reason why he's not creating chances afterwards. is that players won't give him won't give him the ball because they're not confident that he's just he, he's a, is he is he a negative is he a negative is he a negative well it's a it's a fair enough question man That's, thank you appreciate cheers. it thanks well, for coming up nice God bless you um, good on you. Um, <coughs> This thing on. So we're going to finish with we're going to finish with a song. There's only one way to finish it, and that's with a song. Let's finish this with a song. Soy Mooney is going to sing us the song. Soy Mooney. Soy Mooney with a power ballad. Do you all remember the Muppets? Uh, no, relax, relax. He's mad to sing. We're going to sing a little song in favour of a guy it's who a didn't really get... Song. It's a little Anna song. Little Anna na. Do, 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 do. Little Anna na. Do, 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 do. Little Anna na. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. At Capella University, education is as smart as the world around us. With the FlexPath format, you can take classes at your own pace, set your own deadlines, and even leverage your previous experience to move faster. Now that's smart. Learn more at capella.edu. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie and tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Sports Social Podcast Network.